With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A bit of a novice at this particular um, forum, so I had to turn on some things and do so. I apologize for the, uh, the tardiness, but I'm here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Um, I'm, I'm not very tech savvy myself, so <laughs> where you're in a good company, but welcome, Dean. Thank you. <laughs> Father, Thank filmmaker, you. actor, and American patriot, Dean Kane. Thank you for being here. I'll take it. I'm very <laughs> happy to be here. Thank you. And so I want to kind of jump right in and talk about something that we have in common. You and I are both blue state refugees, you from California <laughs> and me from Massachusetts. So can you tell me what drove your decision to leave California? Oh, it's, it's Gavin Newsom, and it's the terrible policies of California. The highest, um, uh, you know, a personal income rate in the country. The taxes are insane. Um, the highest homeless rate in the nation, the highest poverty rate in the nation. Crime growing out of control. Really ridiculous policy policies put in place by the California legislature. Um, I, I loved California. It was the most gorgeous state it's got the most incredible um resources and 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 topography and the weather it's incredible but when you take horrible policies and you put them in place they're just stifling for everybody so i wanted out and i moved to um nevada i now have uh, a state income tax of 0.00, .00. Mm -hmm. uh, i like that because the state income tax for the highest earners in california is going up to 14.4 percent and, you know, they're just gone from a, 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 a big budget surplus to a ridiculous uh, negative deficit. And they're just headed down, down, straight down, down uh, the path of uh, ruin, to put yeah. it mildly. Uh, I left uh, Massachusetts, and a lot of why I left was uh, the trans agenda coming for the kids. That was really, really bad in Massachusetts. And I was raising a tomboy at the time, so... You know, oh, wow. particularly had a target on her back. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. They make, they, the, the fact that there's a target on her back is insane. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I mean, most of the girls that I've dated are athletes, and, mm -hmm. and uh, they would have been called tomboys back in the day, too. And I promise you, um, they worked out just fine. Yeah, and tomboy is wonderful. Like, she's brilliant, and she's a wonderful athlete, you know, and that's okay to be a girl and be those things. And we used to really oh. embrace those things. Yes, we did. I, I still embrace those things. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful, and I think it's crazy what they've done, and I think there's going to be a time in history where we look back at this and say, this was insane. Mm -hmm. Why would we allow this to happen to our children and allow lawmakers and doctors and others to, to push this? Uh, and it just it, hopefully we'll look back at it with a bit of shame and shake our head and say, how could that have ever happened? Absolutely. And I'm in Florida now where it's wonderful and, you know, no income tax and yes. free and... Yes. Yeah, this is this is the way and I recommend anybody listening if you think you can't do it, you can do it. I had no plan, took my family had no plan and <laughs> just went to Florida, did the thing. Now I have a house, I have a great job, you know, just it, your children are your priority. You need to 
save them from this. It's, it's your responsibility to save them from this, even if it feels hopeless, even if you have to leave your family behind, like your extended family. Like, I mean, I left my parents and my grandparents, my cousins, my brothers, my nephews, my nieces, they're all back home in Massachusetts. But you know, this is this is what you got to do. We're in a time where we're in like a spiritual warfare now and you have to be somewhere that definitely represents your values. No question about it. And, and I, my, you know, my son and I are here in, in Nevada and we are extremely happy. My parents are actually here. Mm-hmm. Might get my sister and her husband out, my brother and his, his girlfriend, they might be coming. So we're, we're getting kind of, the whole family might actually come out here. I love they, that. They share my values mm-hmm. and, and we like to be close. Yeah. You're just creating a whole little village there. I love that. Um, we're a vacation <laughs> destination. So, you know. My parents are going to visit a couple times a year because it's Florida and they live in Massachusetts where it's, you know, the air hurts your face. So they do like, <laughs> they do like to come here and visit, which is wonderful, you know? And I was, when I was doing my research on you, I did see that you do have a son and I share a birthday with him. Oh, really? You're June 11th? June 11th. All right. That's a very special day. Bro. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, you know, um, like the transigen i know we jumped into it a little bit but but raising a child and seeing this happen i mean do you see it from a different kind of perspective well yeah here's the thing I, people can be as adults i don't care what you do who you love Same. What, you, what you're into mm-hmm. that's your business do it go ahead do you want to make love to your vacuum cleaner go ahead <laughs> that's your business you know what i mean and mm-hmm. you can be you can and people have to refer to you as a vacuum if you want that's all you can do whatever you want to as an adult. But when you start trying to put this in the children's minds, children are, you know, they're the big sponges. They're trying to get and find themselves. And, you know, going through puberty is difficult for everyone. And things are happening and you don't know what's going on. And you're feeling these things. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. And to start taking and telling children, you know, oh, if you, you're, you're a tomboy, you're probably uh, born in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. I think that's insane, both from a physiological standpoint and from um uh, if you want to get into it really you know i I just don't think god puts you in the wrong body of course i just don't i don't think that happens so i i think the people who are you know there are people who are gender confused gender dysphoria having issues Mm -hmm. and there's some people who are just gay Mm -hmm. and some people who are bisexual or whatever it is but i remember people back in the ancient years when i was in like junior high school or whatever and you know, there would always be some sort of cool new little thing like the girls that they go, yeah, I kissed a girl, you know, mm-hmm. I kissed a girl, whatever. That yep. was like, oh, <laughs> a girl kissed a girl, that's a big deal, that's cool. And it all goes through these little phases and these little silly things. What they've done now is they've turned it into sort of a weird cottage industry and they're attacking these children. I really feel like they're attacking them because the numbers have gone insane. Mm-hmm. They've gone and said they're trying to recruit. I don't know what the, the, the end goal is because if you keep, you know, doing these things to these, to these these children. I mean, people don't understand what the real effects are of these surgeries. These children will never achieve orgasm sexually in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. They cannot reproduce. There's so much that happens to them that is just terrible. And you hear these stories of, of people who transition and, and want to detransition, and they talk about the medical issues they've got for the rest of their lives. They're, it's just, if you could weigh it out, it's insane, and you should never be able to do this before the age of 18, regardless. Yeah, so some numbers on that. So so going back to that thing about not having an orgasm, that means they can't have informed consent because you're not going to explain to 
you know, an eight-year-old that you're trying to transition that, oh, well, you're never going to be able to orgasm. They don't know what that is. And that's why it's impossible to give informed consent. There's no way they can give informed consent about that. No, um, no chance. Not a chance. So 60% of children with gender dysphoria alleged have a mother who has a cluster B personality. So we're talking a borderline personality. Um, uh, uh, um, oh my gosh bipolar, you know, something like that, where narcissism, any sort of narcissism oh, yeah. aspect, um, Munchausen's by proxy, this is what it is. And, and it's, they're all overlap, 60%. Another is girls, 80% of girls with this have autism. Okay, so they're sterilizing, sterilizing autistic girls, and then 44% of boys with this are gay so they're sterilizing gay boys and autistic girls that's what this comes down to it's none of those people will ever be able to reproduce nope. you could say somebody who doesn't want those things around would be like oh that's a mastermind genius plan and unfortunately it's not yep. and i think it's just a horrible horrible circumstance of this i mean they it just breaks my heart, you know, that that that's the case. And these people are gonna there's gonna be a higher rate of suicide. Mm -hmm. There's already been a lot of you know these shooters and stuff have be have turned out to be to be some of these these transitioners. And it's just it's it's just a it's an awful terrible thing. And I can't believe we allow, we've allowed that within our society. I know it's 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 very sick. And I'm glad that there are states like my state in Florida, which you can't do that here. You can't do it. Um, and, but then what other states are doing, they have what are called trans refuge laws, which are the most horrifying thing in the world. So we have about 23 states who have laws like Florida that say you can't trans kids here. But then you have about 15 that are like, actually, if you are in one of these oppressive states that won't give you a surgery, you know, just come to our state and we'll give you the surgery. And then we are not going to we're, we're not going to send you back to your parents after you're going to be a ward of the state. And this is legalized kidnapping. It's legalized child trafficking. And, and it's, it, this happens in states like uh, Minnesota, uh, Washington, Oregon, California, Massachusetts, Maryland. They all have these rules where if your child wants to run away and get hormones, then they'll, they can do that and they cannot be um, extradited back to you. Totally insane mm -hmm. yeah totally it's 100 insane it's it goes to that what they're doing you know i mean we're, we're in a color revolution so part of that is to take away the family take away religion take away history take away ideas culture anything that really made your nation a nation that held you together that grounded you that you that you had a shared um interest in that you had a shared respect for it's abolishing all of that and with abolishing the family comes abolishing parental rights and that's what this is they're abolishing a parent's right to say no like you can wait till you're 18 to you know have a mastectomy like this is a radical surgery and you don't know any better 100 percent crazy mm -hmm. the fact that the state is stepping in there and doing that you so you started mentioning all the things that they were trying to take away, you know, the family, mm -hmm. all the, and everything you were mentioning was like all the things I stand for yes. and stand with and, and would fight to the death for. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's, it's cr absolute crazy talk. And I can't believe that states would allow that. I mean, if you, if, if my child, my kid wanted to be a bird. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he, we, I fought a custody case with his mom and it got nasty and she tried to pull some dirty tricks. Mm -hmm. And if that would have been one of the possibilities, I'm sure she'd have gone for it. Yep. I wouldn't affirm his birdness. <laughs> you know, I, 
I wouldn't call him a crow or a woodpecker or whatever the hell he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's some craziness. Um, it's, it's craziness. So uh, I, I, I am stunned that that exists as a law. I mean, at 18, you can do things. You're an adult, okay? Yeah. But at, at, at 16, you don't know. You know. There's a reason you start to be able to learn to drive a car there. You can't buy alcohol. You can't get a tattoo without your parents' consent. You can't do so many things because they're life-altering. Mm-hmm. You, they don't ever go away. But you can go ahead and just just think of yourself mm-hmm. and and try and, and and remove your genitals and become a different um, a different a different sex, if you will. Put the genitalia of a different sex. That is, just doesn't make any sense to any normal, rational thinking person. I don't know how it could. Yeah, it's uh, it it the whole thing is just alarming to me. And I mean, the, the thing is, it's going to be states that fight back against it. And right now, if you look at the states on a state level, we're winning, which is wonderful. You know, like we're the states that are like, uh, can't do it here. And but you're still going to have the evil states that can do it wherever. And those states are captured, you know, so that's why it's so important to just be in a place that represents your values. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. But, uh, the funny thing about that is, all I really want out of that, the reason I'm so against it, is I, I care about those people. Mm-hmm. Like, I care if it happened to somebody in my family. I would be like, just go skip through puberty. I got dog, god kids and nieces and mm-hmm. nephews, family members. I would just want to, I would, I would counsel them to, like, look, it's a confusing time. Just relax. Grow up a little bit. And as you get to a certain age, then you can start thinking about that stuff. But outside of all that, I mean, I would just, you know, love you and support you. And if you want to dress like a boy, go ahead. And if you want, but don't start messing with your body parts. I think it's just such an awful, terrible, terrible thing. And I, my heart breaks for these kids that are going to regret everything that's happened. I know what they do or what they were doing. And now parents are smartening up to it. But there were doctors that would tell the parents, oh, well, would you rather have an alive son or a dead girl? You know, so right. so they were they were manipulating parents to do this. Parents who didn't know any better, who trusted doctors, and now we're at a point where we're like, this is a cult, okay? This is a cult. It fits every aspect of a cult. It removes you from your family. It has a doctrine. It has saints. It has faith that you cannot question. Um, you know, you're alienated, and uh, they give you your identity, and that's that's what this is. This is a cult. And once we recognize this and treat it like a cult, you know, like people like you, me, all the people in this space, we're all awake right now. We see what's happening. It is, it is transparent what's happening. And it's almost daunting that people can't see it. But sometimes it's easier and safer for them, or they think it feels safer just to stay asleep and to be ignoring this. Yeah, so many people, that's the problem. You look at that Marine, Daniel Penny, mm. who stepped in to help a situation that was going on. Now, obviously, that was a physical situation, but he stepped in and was helpful and took care of things. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he helped save people. When people see these awful things happening, they don't want to step in or say anything now, or they just want to keep quiet because, you know, you know, it's, it's not my life, it's this other kid or whatever it is. And that's the kind of stuff... That, you know, it takes brave people to stand up and say, this is absolutely wrong. This should not be happening like this. We shouldn't be doing this. But, you know, people don't want to get alienated. They don't want to 
want to get ostracized. They don't want to get judged. They don't want the cancel culture to come after them. And that's part of the reason that I speak up so much is because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm older, I'm established, I've traveled the entire world, I've seen all kinds of things, i studied history, you know, one of the things they want to erase, and, and I understand that, you know, being quiet, you know, what do they say, you know, the, 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 for, for good men to do nothing, mm-hmm. um, if you stand by and good men do nothing, then, then nothing changes. I'm screwing that up because I can't remember. No, I guess the thing it's the what whatever for evil to succeed, good men need to do nothing. I guess is something mm-hmm. like that, and and I won't do that. I refuse to not speak my mind, and, and you know it makes me some enemies for sure. I know you have your, your uh, fair share, mm-hmm. uh, and it's amazing the vitriol that gets spit back at you for saying. I don't think ch- children should be able to transition mm-hmm. until they're after after they're eighteen. They, oh my God, you just want kids to die. You just want to, <laughs> no. You should you should die yourself. You're like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? This is my opinion. You can disagree with it, and we can have a discussion. But but too badly they too often they want to just yell at you, shout you down, and 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 call you a lot of isms and mm-hmm. and and things like that. Absolutely. And there's a there's an article out there somewhere. So when when I first started um, associating with Elon Musk on here, we were talking a lot about, we both have the same views on transing children, and that's what we would talk about. Um, around that time, a journalist for one of those one of those mainstream publications wrote an article, included me in the article about Elon Musk, and called me an alt-right influencer <laughs> with these alt-right views, so I actually called him out on it, which to he never answered, but I said, why is like uh, Elon and I only talk about how wrong it is to mutilate children? That's an alt right position. Can you be specific? And he never answered. But you know, you get when you when you get a platform, when you have reach, when you have people who see you and know who you are, and maybe don't like you, they're gonna try to come for you, and they'll use whatever power they have to try to do that. So. Oh. No, I, no question about it. I appreciate people like you speaking out and people like uh, Libs of TikTok, who I have on tonight with me at 10 p.m. Oh. Yeah, she'll be well, coming on with me well, tonight. You're, that's going to be interesting tonight because, wow. She's been, she's been dealing with it tonight. I mean, I don't know how she does it, but I'm... I love her. I think she's awesome. She has my full support. Yeah, sure. I am so proud of her. It's not even funny. Uh, so let's uh, try to switch gears a little bit and jump into <laughs> the border crisis. What are your thoughts on that, Dean? We're going from one dumpster fire to another. <laughs> Here we go. We're dumpster diving today. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, the border crisis is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's totally insane. It's by design, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just so sick of hearing from Alejandro Mayorkas. I'm so sick of hearing from Biden. I need money or the power to do it. You could, this, this, yes, Congress should be passing um, comprehensive immigration reform. They should make mm-hmm. it clear. But people don't understand things like this. It would be the 36th largest state in the union, or something like that. If, or no, I'm sorry, there it would be it would be the 15th largest state in the union if you took everybody who's passed in the last three years um, illegally into the United States and put them in one state. Oh my god! Yeah, 15th, 14th, 15th largest state. It's crazy. The numbers are insane, uh, and they think they're they're importing vote voters, but you're getting all these. Military-aged men, single men coming over. They know what to do. They're paying for it. The cartels are making a lot of money. It's going to be an absolute disaster. It's something we're going to take decades to recover from because you're going to get these these people will be, you know, I mean, look, some of the, the reason most people come to the United States is because they want a, more opportunity, mm-hmm. economic opportunity. They come here because we have much more, we have a capitalist system. It's less corrupt. Than most, and so we 
are able, people are able to thrive here in, in much better numbers than they are in a lot of other countries. However, when you're bringing all this stuff, these folks in here, they're sending all their money back, they're breaking laws to get here. It, it, it's, it's an absolute disaster waiting to happen. Already the United States legally takes in more than three times the number of immigrants every year than any other country on the planet. Already, even under the current immigration laws. So the, the idea that we need to be importing, you know, 8 million people who have not been vetted, you know, they made a big deal out of vaccinations and you got to get COVID vaccinated, but they're not getting checked for COVID vaccinations. They're not getting checked for their histories. You're getting all sorts of people who are, who are going to be committing crimes, who are, who may be here for very nefarious reasons that haven't been vetted at all. So we're just opening the floodgates and it's going to be a disaster. It's already becoming a disaster and hopefully... Hopefully that's the that's going to be the issue that uh, forces Biden's uh, administration out of office. I, I would hope so. This is one of the issues that has passed, or I think the only issue that has passed the economy at this point. People are more concerned about the border because they see what's happening. They see the results of it. They see these people being put on planes without being vetted, without being vaxxed, without names, and just being redistributed across the country. It's, it's absolutely horrific, but this is part of the Marxist color revolution that we're in. It's to make us one homogenized blob of a cultureless people. It's, it's not a melting pot anymore. They want to really make us nothing. Um, and that comes with it, it. We used to, as a melting pot in America, we used to embrace different cultures, you know, like that's what America was about. It's like, oh, you know, you can, uh, you can go have Chinese food for lunch and Italian food for dinner and you can wear, you know, uh, Mexican clothes and and it was all like a cultural exchange and that's what America was about but now it's don't you touch this culture you can't come near this culture we have to abolish this culture your culture we have to abolish habits ideas history and that's part of making us nothing again um so so it's all I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's all, it's, it's all part of the Marxist revolution to, um, you know, they, they want to depopulate us ourselves and kind of fill us, fill in the blanks with other cultures that don't represent America. Uh, I think it's madness. I think it's total madness. Now, I've traveled the entire world. I've gone to, I don't know, 57, 58, 59 countries, something like that. And it's wonderful. And I spent a lot of time there. I had a home in Spain for, for over 20 years now. And um, I speak Spanish. And when I'm there, you would think I was a Spanish dude, most mm -hmm. likely, you know, because because uh, I assimilate and I respect the other cultures, mm -hmm. you know, and I would try to, if I lived in France, I'd try to speak that that French language if I would, and I would assimilate because I respect their culture. And, you know, if I were to wear dreadlocks when I wanted to, it's because I, you know, I wanted to emulate somebody from that culture. It's celebrating it as opposed to, you know, um, vilifying it and, 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 and trying to uh, steal someone's culture. I mean, Cultural appropriation is the dumbest thing. I can't, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. And I, and I celebrate diverse cultures mm -hmm. and diverse people and et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, a lot of the values are shared. And if you want to come to the United States of America, you should want to come here because of the values. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. You go someplace and you immigrate someplace because you want to emulate their values. You want to go into that country and assimilate. If you don't, if you want to come in here and try to change it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm looking at, I saw something in the, the, um, on, on Twitter, uh, on X, where um, there are a bunch of uh, illegal immigrants, because mm -hmm. they'll call them immigrants, and they try to confuse the two. Yep. Um, they're in New York 
somewhere and inside some place. They were attacking police officers, not those guys in the street who, believe me, if I were president, would already be gone mm-hmm. um, or they'd just be in jail for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, those, those people were like, you know, inside this, this, this shelter throwing things at, uh, at the officers They're in total disrespect, insanity. You could try that in another country. Mm-hmm. If I tried that in Spain, they, I'm sure they would beat the tar out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you try that in so many of the different countries in this, on this world, you come in as, a, as an immigrant or as a visitor to their country, and you start acting like that, it's insane. But for some reason, they've been empowered to feel like they could come here and, and, and do that to law enforcement officers. It's crazy. You go somewhere like El Salvador, uh, now they have a new president. Now, and, oh, yeah. They got 90% lower in crime rate because he just locked up the gangs. You know, it's like, well, if they wanted to fix the problem, they could. And they could do something heavy-handed like that. Then you look at, you know, the economy. Nine and a half weeks, Javier Malay over in Argentina <laughs> created a surplus. Nine and a half weeks. If they wanted to fix these problems, they would. But they don't because in order to stay in office, they need to have something they need to fix and they need to sell that fix to the people and then never fix it this podcast is sponsored by ramp are you the decision maker in your company consider this for the first time in decades there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform meet ramp the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. That's the truth. <laughs> you, just, you just described a lot of our politicians yeah. in a nutshell. I can think of one guy who doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I can think of a guy who's running now who wants to mess that whole system up. Um, and that's why he has 91 uh, charges against him, has been <laughs> impeached twice, and they're so terrified of him. It's all those deep state guys and girls and Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice and, and, and Brennan and Clapper and all those guys that I just, please, just go away. Mm-hmm. Just go away. Yeah, they're, they're doing horrible things, horrible things in the country. They're the deep state, and they used to kind of just be there and be quiet and just let us kind of live our lives, but it wasn't until... Um, the NDA of 2013 when they lifted the domestic dissemination ban on propaganda when they got involved in everybody's lives. And I mean, the first time I realized, because they always kind of use propaganda in the United States, but not to a place that was so glaring like now where we know that the media is the Democratic wing of the damage control of the Democratic Party. Um, But yes, exactly, exactly right. So the first time I noticed it was, um, I think it was Ferguson, that whole with all the, the racial Black Lives Matter. Um, And I'm watching it on TV and I'm listening to it being covered and I'm thinking to myself, I'm listening to propaganda. This is propaganda. What in the world? And it took me a few years to find out what they'd done in order to allow that happen to our country. It's a mostly peaceful demonstration. (laughs) There's fire in the background. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. 
it's insane. It's total propaganda, and it has been. And, and if you don't toe the line, then you get quote canceled or vilified in some way. There's a lot. So yeah, the, the mainstream media has been a mouth of propaganda for the Democratic left, and it's and it's so obvious to anybody who's really paying attention. And it's and the thing is, I think it's probably obvious to like the left too. However, they're on the winning side. Their team is winning, or appears that they're winning, even though yeah. we know that they're losers. But they're able to. They're not being told no. They're having their confirmation bias um, confirmed in every way. And this has been this way. Can you imagine not being told no? You're wrong for 15 years or whatever. They've never yeah. been told they're wrong. And they and they seem to be the you know like a spoiled child mm -hmm. who can't get their way when that happens. You, they get told they're wrong, and they're like, "You should die!" Like you're gonna you're gonna speak to uh, Chaya tonight, right? Yeah. And, and that, that's and she, the stuff that they're saying with her, because she's calling stuff out, trying to blame her for all that stuff. It's totally insane. It's yeah. totally insane. And, and they've they've kind of conflated what she's done. She's um she's she's on the state library panel essentially she advises what to put in schools what books to put in schools and keep off that's the position that she has and they're kind of making it sound like she's on the school board or something because everybody has no idea what they're talking about like she's directly related to the school and it's like no she just does something for the state like you know um and says don't put these sexually explicit books promoting x y or z yeah uh, in the school library it it's, doesn't mean they can't be in your normal library or on amazon or any other place you want to get them mm -hmm. if you want your children to read this go ahead i wouldn't personally but mm -hmm. go ahead it just won't be in the public in, in the public school library it's very easy and you know porn has never been allowed in the libraries of public schools that's never been allowed so they're just enforcing a rule they already have that nobody nobody cared about yeah well that well, you just nailed that <laughs> um another thing about the border crisis is that there isn't any or there isn't any in that spending bill that war spending bill there's <laughs> no the war bill. The, the war bill there's no border security in there at all and that's because you don't become a raytheon millionaire by ending an invasion you become a raytheon millionaire by continuing wars so nobody cares about securing the border because they can't self-enrich off it no, that's a, there's a lot of people making some very horrible, horrible decisions uh, in our in our in our Congress on both sides mm -hmm. who are getting paid, and they love that that idea of. I mean, first of all, you know the way our our government works that we have to have you know funding for Israel, who I completely support, by the way, mm -hmm. and funding for Ukraine, which you know everybody's getting tired of, <laughs> and the border bill all put into one bill. Mm -hmm. Now that's insane. That's politics at its worst. You know, put one one bill forward. Yep. One funding for Israel. You can vote on it, yes or no. You know, and then you can have your debates on that. The border debate that and keep mm -hmm. it standalone. But they 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 mix everything up on purpose. Everybody's getting these little cutouts, these little things, and it just I think it's the wrong way for us to do to to, to make law in yes. this country. They need to fix that. I absolutely agree with that. Would you like to answer some questions from our audience? Come on. Awesome. All right. If any of y'all have a question for Dean, you can go ahead and request to be a speaker down there at the bottom and I will make you one. Um, and when you're ready, after I've made you a speaker, when you're ready to ask your question, you hit that heart with a plus sign and all the way off to the right is a hand. You hit that hand and that's going to show me that your hand's raised. Um, if you and are, if you can do that, you're more tech savvy than I am. <laughs> yeah, probably me too, to be honest. And if you're rude to my guests, then you're rude to me. And I may be a libertarian, but I run my spaces like an absolute tyrant and I will kick you out if you're rude. So just know that, <laughs> know that going into that, we have that, that understanding. All right, cool. Let's
get some people up in here. I see some names I recognize in the list. <laughs> there we go. All right, Pudge TV, go ahead. Pudge looks like they're, they're muted. Yep, Pudge, yep, there you go. What's going on, Superman? How are How you? How you doing? Doing fantastic, sir. Uh, Josie, thank you so much for hosting this space and, and, and bringing Dean on. I love what, what you're doing on Twitter and, and educating, educating everybody on all of the different things about America. Um, that you're doing. I love the influence that you're having and, and, and all the things that you're saying. I appreciate so you. Thank you, Pudge. Absolutely. Um, Dean, thank you, man, for all the things that you're saying. I saw you uh, recently on the uh, the Side Scrollers podcast, and <laughs> um, that was that was a lot of fun. I, that's where I learned, actually, that you, you were in the NFL, uh, which yes, super cool but so so my question for you was before i you know just feign all over uh my one of my childhood idols <laughs> is your really your uh perspective on you know culture and how it's been affected by the the fatherless epidemic i know you're you have a really good relationship with your son. You know, one of my favorite <laughs> posts that you have is your pinned post where you're, you're, you're in Jordan where, where Jesus was baptized, and, and that's just powerful to me. So can you speak to that? Um, well, that particular picture or just father, fatherhood altogether? The, the fatherless. Uh, yeah. Being a father is the greatest thing I've ever been a part of in my lifetime. It's the most challenging, but the greatest thing ever. It's cliche to say it, but, you know, it just really has. You learn so much about yourself and life and the differences in human beings, and I may be one way and try to make my son be that way, and he's just not going to. He's going to be who he's going to be, and it takes a lot to realize that and understand that, and um, he needs to be disciplined in different ways than I was. And all those things just change you as a human being and open you up so much more. I was fortunate in my life. Um, my father wasn't there when I was born. Um, he and my mother split before I was born, and and um, and he wasn't the uh, the father type really. He was having affairs, running around. He had a bunch of other children, whatever. But he wasn't that big time father kind of guy. And when I was four years old, my mother met my father now, who adopted me when I was five, and I went from Dean Tanaka, which is my given name to Dean Kane, and my dad raised me uh, with his small town uh, American values. He's a farm boy from South Dakota, not Kansas, because I, I do sort of have a lot of similarities to the way that Superman and Clark Kent came into this world, uh, being raised by wonderful parents and, uh, you know, middle, middle, uh, middle of the country, strong values, and my dad was the greatest influence in my life. All the times where things were tough, he was always there, and I try to be that way uh, for my son, too. And obviously, I'm imperfect, but without having strong parents and a strong father, you, you, you're missing out. I mean, I, 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 a perfect world, you get a full nuclear family, mother, father, everything, because mothers right. add things that fathers won't. But without having a father and discipline, you end up with these, these, these people like we were talking about earlier, Josie mentioned it, like people have never been told no. You've never been told yeah. no, and they become spoiled children because – you know, you need somebody to have that discipline. I, one of my favorite shows back in the day was Scared Straight. Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, kids were like beating up their mom or whatever. And then they go, I'm tough. They're not going to make me cry. And then they see me men. Yeah. Grown, yeah. Hard men. 
who say he don't touch your mom. You know, there's a difference with that discipline. And being a football player, you know, I got knocked on my tail, you know, every day. Every all day. The time. And you got to get back up. And sometimes you're doing the knocking down. Sometimes you're getting knocked down, just like life. But you need to have that, you know, internal strength to get back up. And that's right. the kind of things that, that I think, you know, fathers push. And a good father, you know, it's awful to have a bad parent. But uh, fathers that care and be there and try and show up at the games and cheer for their kids. Not the overbearing, ridiculous type, but just they're there to support your your offspring. I think it's such a huge thing. And we do have a fatherless crisis here in this country. I've been talking about it for the last 20-some-odd years because I know how important it has been for me. So I think it's something that we need to, unfortunately, the welfare state and things push this. They push mm. that the family separation. They reward you for not being married. They punish you for being married, and we should be doing the exact opposite. Right. That's absolutely right. Do you feel like, uh, real quick, do you feel like uh, your roles as an actor and, and ultimately your choices for those roles had an impact on your performance as a father, positively or negatively? Well, I think just being a father made me way more open to different kinds of roles and different kinds of things. Mm. It made me so much more vulnerable as a human being. Yeah. You realize how vulnerable you are when it's your yeah. kid. My yeah. son had a heart murmur when he was little, and and uh, his mother and I were fighting the custody case at the time. and Whatever, so she was taking him home from that heart murmur doctor appointment, and he was okay. But uh, as I was driving home, I got back to my house, and I was driving up my hill, and I had to pull over. And I stopped, and I just had to talk to God. I was like, man, I don't know if I can have more kids because I don't know that I can be that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and it just yeah. ripped my heart out. So when yeah. I see these parents and I go visit these kids in cancer centers and terminally ill children make a wish and stuff, it is the strength of these parents is unreal, and it, it just breaks my heart like like nothing else. Um, but it opens you up, I think, as an actor. Yeah, I wanted to do movies where my son was unable to be on set with me. You know, he would be there, and his kids, we would watch those movies. You'll see a lot of guys who just, you know, are younger, and then they all of a sudden they have kids, and they start making kids' movies. Like, why are you making kids' movies? Because I want my kids to be able to see it. I wanted my yeah. son to be able to be on set. Um, and that's part of my life that I was living. And actors, you know, do we try to emulate stuff that we've seen and experienced. I love that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Dean, thanks so much for taking the time to answer my questions. Josie, thank you again for uh, hosting the space. Uh, I'd love to have a longer conversation with you, Dean, but I want to monopolize the space here. Uh, But I'll be in the background. Thank you guys for everything you're doing and everything you're talking about. I appreciate it. Thank you, Pudge. I I wanted to jump in and just add something real quick to everything that you both were saying. Um, 80% of men who are in uh, prison they come from a single mother home, whereas you have the same chance as a male going to prison if you were raised by a mother and a father or if you were raised by just a father. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. Great. It's because being raised by a father, you're taught stoicism with dealing with your emotions. Whereas when yeah. you're raised by a single mother, you're taught emotions, how you mm-hmm. deal emotionally with your problems. And that's, that's right. why you have all these prisons full of emotional men. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for that, Josie. That, that was that was really good. Right on it, doesn't it? It, it, puts, it does. It just puts a pin right in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it solidifies the point of the value of a father in the home. As a as a stepfather, I've I've seen it in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, come into my kids' lives with a tumultuous situation with their father, and. I've seen the results of, of how they've turned out now that they're a little bit older as a result of having just a male figure in the home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're right. Thank you so much, Fudge. How late do I have you, Dean? You got me for at least another 20 minutes. Perfect. All right. Okay, so we're going to bang out as many of these questions as we can in the next 20 minutes. All right. I'd love to have long form sometime, but, you know, want to get as many of these as we can. All right, uh, Guy Squiggs, go ahead. Hey, good uh, evening, Dean and Josie. Um, going back to, like, the, the cultural appropriation uh, topic, <clears throat> so uh, one country in particular, you know, that invites people, you know, to come and try out their culture, you know, is Japan. You know, Japan is very big and, uh, you know, um, dressing up their tourists, you know, in kimonos and all that. I know that uh, you're half Japanese. I've got a couple of Hafu kids myself. Uh, I know you said your dad raised you pretty American, but were there any, uh, like, Japanese traditions or customs uh, that, that you observed growing up as a kid? Unfortunately, Guy, I did not have any contact with that side of my family until after I graduated college, and it was very, and, and then it was never with my biological father. It was just a chance encounter. Well, it wasn't that chancy. I was working up in Seattle, and and, and my my that's where I live. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, there's a lot of us up there, you know. There's lots of reasons for that, um, but that's where they were based. My brother was born up there, um, and you know, my my family, my my father, my grandfather, my grandmother were all interned. Uh, in, in, in Minidoka in Idaho during World War II, they were all, you know, because they're Japanese, so they were put in there. And um, So I, that's all part of my background. I just don't know enough about it, so I never had contact with that part of my family, um, which is a, kind of a heartbreaker. I want to do that whole thing. They had a, they had that show, Who Do You Think You Are?, but now they have it. It's called something else. Well, they'll go back and go through your entire lineage and your ancestry. I'd love to do that because I'd like to know much more about that side of my family. But I love that Japan does that. I love Japan goes and says, look, try this on, be this. You know, I've seen Will Witt, you know, from um, um, uh, Turning Point. Uh, he's not Turning Point. It's um, Prager U. Uh, whatever he Will was doing, whoever he was working with at the time, go through and, like, show up in a full, you know, maracas and have a Mexican hat on and a sombrero. And, a, and then talk to some Mexican dudes. They're like, he's like, are you offended by this? We're like, no, let's do it on you. Or he put on full Chinese, you know, garb and go to some Chinese people. Hey, are you offended by this? And they're like, no, that's great. But then he'd ask just a regular person on the street. They're like, yeah, cultural appropriation. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's even like changing the name of the, the Washington Redskins who, you know, who who uh, who were being, you know, honored. They, uh, there was a, they, it, was, it was honoring that, that chief and honoring um, that lineage. Uh, instead, you know, it's gone now. Now they're <clears throat> the Washington Commanders which is the worst name ever, by the way. Um, so I'm just so against cultural appropriation and, 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 and all, all these other 
I can, there's so much for me to, to scream at, but um, I just think a culture, cultural appropriation is just, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. And if you want to take that on, it's because you're, it's something you like and something you appreciate. And you, that should be celebrated. Agree. Thank you, Guy. Yep, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Jacob, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Hey, Gene, I got to say, I'm here at Superman. <laughs> I, I, I was like 15 when that show started, so that was that was very influential on how I see Superman. So I hear your voice, I hear Superman. I love that. <laughs> just, just really quickly before I answer my question, I'll be quick. Um, I live in a blue state. I live in Maine. I moved from Texas four years ago. We just beat down one of those transgender trafficking bills here. Oh wow! That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. That's a big good. That means there's still sanity in your state, and your state can still be saved. If once you get to the point where that's allowed in your state, your state's gone. And there's once you're allowing the trafficking of children legally, your state's gone. There's no saving your state. No, I, I, I agree. But the, um, the, the, uh, and, and, and I agree. And I was why it makes me so happy that it. It went to defeat. Mm -hmm. Honestly, first of all, I did not know you were half Japanese. That's really cool. But, uh, a, quarter, a quarter, actually. Okay, quarter. Okay, part Japanese. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I mean, want to not like given name. My son is a six foot three, blonde haired, blue eyed, <laughs> one eighth Japanese dude. It's just half Spanish. It's just crazy. I'm Native American, Dean, I so I get it. <laughs> yeah, a quarter. Go on. Yeah, but you know, redhead, pale skin, green eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. 
And I was open. I was like, don't get that anywhere near me. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to see it. You know, and then and, and, and when there were ideas and things presented to me that seemed wrong, I'd say, get that away from me. I don't want to have anything to do with that. And people realized, you know, he ain't going to stand for it. So it kind of just stayed away from me. It was like there was a bubble out there. And so it, I, I sort of realized that, that some of the people were doing stupid things. But it was sort of like after the fact. It was never around me. I mean, I had my run in with Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that, but he knew well enough not to not to pursue something because he'd get knocked, you know, to be candid, flat on his ass. <laughs> I wouldn't think and I wouldn't stand for that stuff. And I think people have just sort of left that part of it alone for me because, you know, I, I, I got to play the big blue boy scout and maybe I was a little bit like him in real life and that I wouldn't tolerate some of that stuff. I'm not quite as nice um, as Clark Kent, I promise you that in person. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to piss him off. (laughs) (laughs) But the Hollywood part of it, you know, it's just I've never shared those values. Um, I I just never, I I would just never have been a big part of that. And uh, I I don't go out with a lot of actors. I don't hang out with a lot of actors. I'm a homebody. I do my work. I go home. I stay out of trouble. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, that, that's definitely the way to be. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for answering my question. Great to see you here. Great to talk to you. See you well, thanks. Thank you, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. All right. Basic Beach, go ahead. Hi, Dean. Hi, Josie. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. How are you? Great. Good. I just popped in. I saw you guys on. And, and, and again, I'm sorry if it's already been asked. But, you know, hearing you talk about family values and hearing you talk about, you know, what's important to you, um, kind of, if you had the ability to, I guess, make a unilateral decision based on the country and based on the temperature of what's going on, what would be the thing that you would absolutely change to help bring back how the country is? Because, I mean, I know everyone else here probably agrees this isn't the country that it was years ago. And what would be something that you would really want to enact to bring back how it used to be? That's a great question. Um, and one of the things, I'll go back to what we were talking about, which was, you know, encouraging the family unit, mm-hmm. the exact opposite of Marxism, yep. encouraging the family unit, um, discouraging, you know, uh, breaking families apart by sticking them on welfare. And, and, and you know, you look back, the welfare state really, if you want to read some Thomas Sowell, things that he talks about there, the welfare state really encourages breaking up families and, and the black community gets it worse than anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the, the idea of like having, you know, having a, there should be a, a, um, uh, basically a reward, if you will, tax breaks and incentives for having the family, for having both parents in the home, for, you know, taking care of your children, giving breaks on, on education, for everything else. It, the policies should be aimed at that. But it used to be, you know, they talk about, you know, your dinner table conversation. Well, so many families don't have dinner at the dinner table anymore. They're not having those dinner conversations. We always did growing up, um, and I did with my son, 
growing up. And I, that's, that's the time you have those conversations. So I would try to enact policies that try to encourage and preserve the family unit and honor it. So people would, you know, I, I would say, well, this is a great thing. It's your family. You take care of them. You know, God, family, country. And uh, those are those are things that I would try and and, and initiate some sort of policies that push that. And it would probably start with welfare, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I would go, I would do meritocracy. I'd reinstate meritocracy. Uh, that's kind of what our country was founded on. And they've replaced it with DEI and ESG standards, which put what you look like above your skills and I think that in order to get our country back between the family as Dean said that's important and also meritocracy we have to earn it work hard mm -hmm. oh yes mm -hmm. absolutely thank you basic beach uh, miss poor I'm, I have no idea how to say that Poirot Ms. Poirot yeah, I know I'm saying that wrong, and I'm I'm. Pure, I should probably not answer anything because of that. <laughs> You're on mute if you can hear me, Miss Puro. Can you hear me? Yes, you have to tell us how to pronounce that name, though. It's Poirot. Yep, I would never have guessed ever. God bless you. No, you know why? Because. Hercule Poirot is one of my favorite characters mm -hmm. of Agatha Christie's, mm -hmm. and I'm his wife in my head. Oh. So I find myself always investigating something or other. Mm -hmm. You know, very cool. So, <laughs> I am very nervous. I oh my god, I can't believe that I'm on a call with uh, Dean King. <laughs> yes, and and listening to you, you're an inspiration, really. Mm. And it's nice. Oh yeah, especially as an actor. I know you're good at the run, but I have to make a comment, and then I have a question. Okay. Uh, my my comment is because you were talking about immigration before, and I call them illegal uh, illegal aliens, not immigrant, and uh, not migrants, because mm -hmm. a migrant is a different different definition of the word. Correct. And. Um, I'm very upset over our country. I'm older than all of you, I'm sure, on this call. I'm a baby boomer. <laughs> and <laughs> I love the U.S. of A. I came here as a child at the age of five, not speaking a word of English, and neither did my parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, what did they do when they came to this country? They learned the language. They got a job. And we all became and took on the American dream. And we considered ourselves guests of this country and became Americans and American citizens. I'm glad to have and you here. Where did you come from? France. France, um, okay. That's a long story in itself. Mm -hmm. But my comment is about that is this is what I expect from everybody coming to this country. I want you to respect the laws, respect the people, and learn the language. You have a right, and you need to get a job. You need to learn the language. I don't care how old you are. My dad, by the way, Dean, my dad was a stepfather also, and he was a great, he raised us, he was a great man. My dad didn't speak, he came here, he was in his early 40s, okay? 
I mean, it ain't easy <laughs> learning a new language at that age, you know? And starting over in a new country. I think about that. But what what is your what's your question that you have? Okay, my question is for Dean, mm -hmm. and I wanted to know. I heard your comment before about being in the industry. Um, have you been canceled, and have you felt canceled because of your uh, <laughs> your points of view? I have seen you on TV talk about it in the periphery, but. Um, I'd like to hear more about that and uh, has it, you know, the effects, if you don't mind answering the question. It is no, kind of personal. It is no, personal. It is, but it's also, you know, I, I know the risks associated with speaking out on things and speaking against sort of the the prevailing, you know, zeitgeist within Hollywood and, and, and the surrounding uh, powers that be. And, and I just, as a educated person with some experience in this world and all around the world there's just no way i can stay quiet honestly goodness i said to some some people you know um young actors i'm like look they're like hey man i believe in everything you're talking about uh, and i go you know what don't say a word because they, they, they just the less they know about you starting out just do your job become an actor when you have a platform then you can start to speak because i wouldn't do it beforehand because they'll they'll get rid of you they'll cancel you in a heartbeat uh, I can't tell you how many people within my industry come up to me and go, hey, man, I love everything you have to say. I just can't do it because, you know, they work in the camera department or their grip or their assistant director or whatever it is. I hear it all the time. Um, so have I been canceled? I, they've tried to cancel me a number of times. You know, I'm speaking out on some issues, whatever I was in on Supergirl, and people are screaming, get him off that, get him off that show, <laughs> you know, because he has a different opinion which is insane, which is, you know, they talk and scream about diversity and acceptance and, and uh, there's diversity as long as it's, not, you know, not diversity of opinion. That That's all the, you know, the, just you have to be of one mind. And that's craziness. So I'm sure people have tried to cancel me left, right, and center. Fortunately, I've gotten myself to a place where I'm, I don't, you know, I, get, I don't have Elon Musk money where I can just be <laughs> uncancelable. Right. But, right. but I have enough. Uh, and enough ways to make money that uh, I'm not worried about it. So that's a, it's wonderful to be in that position. Um, but I've, yeah, of course, I mean, I've heard, I, I had a deal going with some, some company and I won't get into it and it was all ready to get going. And then I'm sure what happened is the, 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 the group went back and they had to speak to the higher ups, the higher ups are like, Dean Kane, no, out, forget it. You know, it doesn't matter how good the project is or what it's about. I'm sure that's happened, but in Hollywood, they don't have the, the guts or the, or, or the the huevos the, to, uh, yeah. to put in your face directly. They really don't. Exactly. So uh, well, I had a question, uh, another one. I'm sorry, but um, do you do you think that there are a lot of uh, in the industry, especially actors, that are closeted conservatives and Republicans? <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain of it because they all talk to me. You know, I'm a, I'm a sworn deputy sheriff. I have been for for, for years, going almost close to a decade now. And um, I've been on the board of directors for the NRA for, you know, I guess I'm headed toward a decade on that too. And uh, I've been open about my beliefs and things. So people come to me all the time. They really do. And they're like, hey, man, I love what you have to say. I just can't do it. Or I yeah. just don't want to get out there. I don't want to take the incoming that you do, but I appreciate you 
standing up and saying that. There's actors, there's there's directors, there are filmmakers, there are every time I get on an airplane, I'm going to get a, one of the flight attendants is going to say something to that positive degree. And um, you know, I'm sure every once in a while someone wants to say something negative, but they really don't. By and large, I don't hear pe- people don't attack me because uh, I'm I'm very reasonable. I'm willing to have a conversation about anything with people with, with whom I disagree. I enjoy those conversations. If your opinion makes more sense than mine, I may change my opinion on that. Doesn't yeah. happen often. Doesn't happen often, but, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm open to it. Right. Thank you for your you question. Are, well, thank you very much, and you are a pleasure and an inspiration, Dean. You really are. Why? Well, thank you. I appreciate that, um, and I just, I, I seriously just go by, you know, the values my dad taught me, and and, and my family values, and, and and just try to be. You know, brave and do the right thing, even if it uh, if it costs you. All right, Dean. I want to be respectful of your time. How many more questions do you want to take, or do you got to go? Two. Let's two take more. Two. I'll go a little over time. All right. Well, this is what's going to happen for my people who are already made speakers. The first two people to put your hands up, and I gave you directions on how to do that. If you were listening, put your hand up. The first two to put their hands up get their question asked. I see you waving. You're trying. Oh, there's one. It's the hand all the way to the right, guys. There we go. Oh, those two came up at the same time. All right. Well, let's. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll get <laughs> Mini Schnauzer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's a pleasure to talk to you. My name's Paula. Hi, Paula. How are you? You did a video last year for my birthday. I'm the one that went to Los Angeles to try and see you at the Dodgers game. Ah, well, I'm sorry that uh, sorry I didn't get to see you there, but uh, well, I'm happy to talk to you now. Thank you, Dean. I'll, I'll try to be quick. Uh, regard two quick questions regarding politics. Don't you think if we could have a campaign fund limiting everybody has the same amount of money, then we would eliminate all those people being in other people's pockets. You know what I mean? And of course. what do you think about that? Would that be possible? I think it's probably not possible right now. I just think it's so convoluted when you have all these political action committees, people working on behalf of others. Um, it's, it's, it makes it really difficult uh, to do. I think there's an answer there, but a uh, good point, because you can't run for office unless you have all of these donors. And, of course, every one of those donors that pops in there and supports you is going to want something in return, and that's really how it works. Uh, we've known that forever. You scratch my back and get in there, and uh, it's it sort of just – it just sort of foments um, the, the people not doing the right thing and, and, and corruption, and that's just we don't want that. Um, so there is an answer there. I don't know what that answer is, uh, but I don't know. I don't know that we can ever really get money out of politics uh, in that way. Um, I, I wish it were possible, and in, in, a, in a perfect world, it would work that way. But um, I don't know. If, I don't know the answer to that at this point in time. That's pretty complicated. I would love to look into campaign finance reform for sure. I agree. I'll be real. One quick question, and I'm going to try and see you in Buffalo when if you come to the convention there. 
There we go, Buffalo. Buffalo Bills. That's right, my Bills. <laughs> I love my Bills. Um, long politics again. Uh, what do you think about some sort of cognitive or age limit? <laughs> yeah, well, the cognitive test used to be part of every uh, president's, uh, uh, you know, cognitive test they would take. And surprisingly, uh, I'm saying that sarcastically, unsurprisingly, uh, Biden doesn't want to take that. So, um, you know, before they run, I think make it part of them. You know, if they get nominated, they got to take a test. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that, you know, just getting on stage and having a debate makes right. it pretty clear who's, who's got some cognition and who doesn't. And I just think that the current situation is so unique, I can't, I, I, I just don't think I could ever predict it would happen in this country. I'm shocked that it has. And uh, if it happens again, then uh, I might change on that. But, I mean, the cognition test is something that, they were yeah. screaming about it for Trump, and of course he passed it with flying colors. <laughs> um, it's, it's just one of those things. And then, then all of a sudden that goes away. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think it's a small drop in the bucket. I think the cognition is pretty clear when you hear him speak on television or when you hear you know, somebody mix up the leaders of Mexico yeah. and, and, and <laughs> Egypt. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dean. Thank you for the host, and thank you to Joy, because without her, I wouldn't have known about this event. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Minnie Schnauzer. Um, I would add, I would add maybe a, a civics test as opposed yeah. to a cognitive. Oh my gosh, well that yeah. should be part of becoming a citizen. Yeah, I, there was something in California where she said you have to be at least 40 to run for, um, to run for president or something like that. And I, I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> I like, didn't even know that. Um, it was like the, like, uh, the, um, assistant governor, lieutenant governor who said that. Wow. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, anyway, next question. Uh, Chrissy, go ahead. Chrissy, hi. Hi, this is Chrissy. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep, hey, perfectly. Hi. Hi, Dean. Hi, Josie. Hi. Um, uh, I just wanted, wanted to ask... That's quite a southern draw you got there. Oh, what, what do you... <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma. Love it. There it is. Mm-hmm. I'm from Oklahoma, you know, that little state. Mm-hmm. Uh,
person that's more important than me and starting to understand the cycle of life. Uh, it, and then when my son was a certain age and he started, you know, to realize that one day, you know, dad won't be there and that he's going to die and all that stuff. That's the, the part that really kicked it into high gear for me, being a father and, and, and trying to figure out what we're doing here. And so that for me became crystal clear. Uh, I went to Iraq in 2005 where my son was five years old and I visited our troops over there and I saw a lot of death and I saw a lot of explosions wow. and destructions and things like that. And I had a lot of conversations with God over there and being a parent, I had lots of conversations with God over my son's well-being. And, you know, I'd always sort of had that sort of a relationship with God on my own. And, and I'm not somebody who's a big-time churchgoer because sometimes churches can get very clicky. And I don't like to necessarily get preached at all the time. Uh, sometimes people don't really believe some of the things they seem to stand there and, and preach. And they don't they don't practice it. So for me, it, it, really, became, it really became something for me when my son was born and that was really the, the place where I really started to find my faith. And, um, and that, that, that did it for me. That was the journey for me. That was a big part of the journey where I was like, this is hugely important and I need to, to pursue this and study this and understand this and, and meditate about it and think about it, discuss it with my friends and family. And, and that's really what it was. It was my son being born and coming onto this earth, into this earth and me being a parent. Yeah, I can understand that because I'm. Uh, I can understand about the church thing because I'm. I feel like faith is a personal journey, mm-hmm. and uh, we all have to find it on our own. It's gonna be you and it's gonna be you and the Lord at one point in time, and y'all, you gotta be. You better be clear with what you think and what you believe and what you practice in your life, more so than what you try to you know put on display for others. So that's. That's just it. I love doing these faith-based films because I think they give great messages. Whether someone is a believer or not, or they're struggling, or they're thinking about it, I think it's just wonderful to show positive messages and 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 and, and tell stories of people um, that that might you know go ahead and, and inspire someone else to live a certain way or to accept somebody or or to to maybe find their peace and find their faith. You know, I would love to have somebody hear what you just said before that because that made so much sense to me and it wasn't preachy at all uh, because what you just spoke was the truth and uh, I just thank you for that and uh, and I uh, leave you both now. Uh, thank you for speaking with me. This is actually, Dean, the second time you and I have spoken on the phone. Um, oh. you, you, yes, uh, a friend of mine uh, called me from a comic con and you said hello to me <laughs> in Wichita you could I could hear you but you couldn't hear me which I'm surprised because I was yelling oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but you also signed a picture for me and thank you that was a very special gift from both of you well, a pleasure. Thank you so much, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. And I have Thank this you, space. Dean. I have this space recorded. If you want to go back and listen to what Dean said, okay, you can just come to my page and re-listen. Okay. Thank you, Josie. You're welcome. All right. Last You're question. Tech savvy. <laughs> yes. You, you guys have a great night. You too. Cheers. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Hey. Thanks for clearing. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hear you perfectly. Hey. Um, yeah. Thanks for including me. I'm gonna. I, and squeezing me in, I'll, I'll be real brief. 
Um, first off, I want to say, even though I'm in the Chicago area, um, my dad's from Kenmore, New York, which is right by Buffalo, so go Bills. Oh, there we go. Go Bills. <laughs> and um, and uh, I've been a fan of yours since the Lois and Clark days, so I appreciate having this opportunity. Um, I appreciate that, Brian. You're, that tells me you're at least 30 years old. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I was in, uh, yeah, I was uh, in high school, actually, when that show first started. So um, <laughs> yeah, I know, absolutely. Um, my, uh, my question is this. I have, first off, I have, you know, I'm more conservative, but I have friends and family that, of course, are conservative, uh, you know, independent, uh, Democrat, you know, on all sides, on both, both sides of the aisle. And one common thing I've heard, and we've talked about with my friends and family, is how some of my Democratic friends have said, you know, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. It has left me. It has gone so far left. And I think, without getting, you know, overly political, I think the general consensus is, is, do you think that our country will ever get back to a point where we can be in, you know, words like uh, cancel culture and virtue signaling and be able to talk um, and have more better dialogue because I I know that with the election coming up and things are gonna get it's gonna be a humdinger as we get into the fall. <laughs> it's gonna be so, yeah. So um, I just wanted to know what what is your thoughts on the future? As our as a lot of people have felt like this country's gone so far extreme, and how do we get back to that? You know, place where we can have those dialogue and have those conversations in a peaceful way. I guess for lack of a better term, without the extreme, um, you know, hate that seems to be perplexing our country. Yeah, that, a lot of virtue signaling and a lot of identity politics going on right now, and I think, um, well, to get the point, I, I'm always the eternal optimist. And, I, and my dad said that's the great, maybe my greatest gift, is that, that I am the eternal optimist. I just think things will happen and, and go to the positive direction, and, and it helps sustain me in these weird times. I think, you know, yes, things can get better. Things can, uh, the pendulum can swing back and, and, you know, sometimes you got to go too far one way, you know, as, a, as, a, as an athlete, let's just take baseball, for example. When they would try to change my baseball swing, they would give me something else to do and I would try to do that, but I would overcorrect. I would overcorrect and then I'd find the groove and I'd be able to implement what they finally said into my swing and, and stop overcorrecting and, and actually understand it. I think we've got too far one way I think we naturally will over. We started too far. We overcorrected. Now we're trying to come back somewhere closer to the middle. And I think that's that's just part of the pendulum and, and just the way things work. It's all a new world now with anything that happens in the world because of the internet. You know, something like this. People could be on here from how many different countries? I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's all happening in live in real time. It's just something that happens in in you know Kyrgyzstan. We hear about it right now, and it feels like we're there. So it's like, oh my god.
helped save the First Amendment and free speech in this country and maybe throughout the world. And I love that that opportunity exists out there. So there's people like him that make me believe in my optimism. And I really hope and pray we get back to a place where we can, you know, I, I did stand inside the, the Pledge of Allegiance, and I still, I still do. And, and I still believe in the American ideals. And I, I believe it's in my Twitter bio. I believe in true justice in the American way. It's not just a slogan to me. I really believe it because I think capitalism is the, the greatest form of, uh, of economics in the world. Economic, economic system in the world has brought more people out of poverty than anything else. We all want to look after our family and our own self-interest first, and we do when that happens. Communism, socialism, it's never worked ever, and it will never work because that's not the human condition. That's just not how we operate. So I just, I just think it's gotten weird for now. I'm, I'm, I believe in my heart of hearts that we'll get back to a more um, balanced existence, more back to, you know, when you, when you see the red, white, and blue waving in the wind, it's not something you're ashamed of. It's something that you celebrate because I always will celebrate that. Amen. I love that. That was just the perfect way to end our space. Thank you so much for being here, for taking an extra 17 minutes to answer questions. <laughs> Appreciate you so much. Justin, thank you. It's wonderful. I'm glad I had a chance to come on here. I can't wait for the next time. Yeah, absolutely. Let's definitely do this again and get in all these questions next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all my listeners for being here. Thank you for my streamers on TimCast.com. Thank you for being a member. And uh, tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, um, I'm with Lives of TikTok. We'll be on, so come right back here and tune in for that. We're going to have a real interesting discussion given the latest current events. So thank you again. Definitely, it's going to be fun. So uh, thank you again, Dean, and thank you everyone for coming and take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Good night, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.